What's going on, people? It's Yabaikalechi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of your friends, your family, and those that you love around you. Uh, I hope things are going well for you. Um, before I get into the podcast for today, I just wanted to take a second uh, to say something different. So I'm usually just talking about finance and I talk about finance all the time. But I think I want to take a second to just remind everybody that although money is important, money is not everything. And it's important for us to remember that there are other things in life that matter a lot more than chasing after this money or chasing after the fame and the success and all these things. And I just want, I don't know. I just feel like I should share with every single person. If there are people that you love, let them know, man. Let them know. Life is too short. Even though life isn't as short as we think it is, but life, you're, you only get one life. I know a lot of people use that in a negative tone of you only live once, but you truly only live once. And so make the most of it. Make the most of it. It doesn't mean that you go do all kinds of nonsense stuff because, oh, I only live once. But it does mean that what am I? It, I you got to ask yourself the question, what am I doing with this life? And I think like the biggest and the most important thing in life is to love and to be loved. It's to love your friends and your family. It's to love those that that you hold close and dear to your heart. Um, it's to tell those around you, you love them, you care for them, and you're there for them. To love and to be loved is the two most important things in life. And so I just, before I get into the podcast for today, I just want to remind everyone, if there are people in your life that right now you need to stop listening to me for a second and call them up and just say, yo, dude, I love you, man. Especially for my guys out there, call your friends up, call your brother up, call your mom up, your sister, whoever it is, your aunties, your uncle, call them up and just let them know I love you. Because you don't know what can happen. If there's anything that we've learned in 2020 is that one, we are not in control of anything. God is always in control. And two, you never know what tomorrow might bring. And so make sure that you're letting those that you care for, that you love them. Don't ever let an argument be a separating factor between you and those that you love. Yes, you're going to have disagreements, but always find a way to come back from those disagreements. So always find ways and let those that you love, let them know, I love you. Whatever the disagreement is, find a way to let it go so that you guys can come back together and push forward in life. Life is is just not long enough for us to waste the limited amount of time that we have. 
And so let those you love, let them know that you love them. Let them know that you love them. But anyway, moving on from there, I'm going to get off my sentimental, weepy, weepy self. And we're going to talk about something that I I was going back through the catalog and I was like, yo, I haven't talked about this in a while. I've been focused very heavily on just personal finance and a lot of the mentalities with personal finance. I have not talked about how to invest in companies or things to invest in or stuff like that. And I was like, yo, I need to, I need to start talking about this a little bit more, especially thank you to each and every single person that is just joining the podcast for the first time. This is your first time around there. My name is Kalechi Waba. Welcome to the Rambling Mind Podcast. I do a podcast every Tuesday and every Thursday talking about all things personal finance and investing. And also we touch on the business news and the things that are affecting the world. If you enjoy the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Check out the website. Link is down in the show notes. And of course, hit me up on socials if you got any questions at all. At all, at all. But I appreciate all the support that I've been getting on the podcast. But regardless, I was like, yo, you know what? I haven't touched on just straight up investing. Like just straight up how to, if you want to research single stocks, how do I do that? What is some of the good things to be looking for? What is what, what should I be looking for when I'm looking for a company? I'm looking to invest in a company. Again, before I get into any of this stuff, I will say that for the most of us, for mo- even for me, I still say that most of us just need to invest in ETFs. What are ETFs? ETFs are exchange-traded funds. They basically trade like a stock. However, it's a bunch of companies in one stock. This way, it makes it a lot easier for you to automatically diversify yourself, which diversification is one of the best things to reduce your risk so you don't lose all your money. However, diversification comes with a cost with the fact that you're also not going to see the highs high highs of the market you won't see the low lows but you won't see the high highs either you kind of just straddle the middle and you do pretty well for the most part but at the same time if you're not the type of person who wants to do an etf and pay those minimal fees that you have to pay with an etf well some etfs are more expensive than others but if you're not the type of person that wants to do that and you want to research companies you want to buy single stocks you want to understand how to buy single stocks well this is the episode for you because we're going to start going through how exactly to research a company what do you look for how do you even start off trying to select what company to select all those kind of things that we always think about whenever we're trying to select a stock to buy into now i will say this I've changed my investing philosophy a little bit in recent days, uh, mainly because one thing that I started learning about is if you're trying to build wealth, you can be over diversified. If you're trying to uh, build your wealth and trying to increase the amount that you have invested, you can be overly diversified, which is something that I was when I first started out investing. I'm, I think I've told this story before. When I first started out investing, I was like, oh my God, there's all these good companies. And then when you start researching and learning about it, you hear a lot of people say the same word, diversification, diversification. I mean, I just said it a few minutes ago. They all talk about diversify, diversify, protect your risk, protects from the risk, protect from the risk of the market falling, diversify, diversify, diversify. And as true as that may be, one of the things that I started doing and I started researching and I started understanding of seeing 
how the people, the great investors actually invested. For example, if you look at Warren Buffett's portfolio while it's been growing and it's changed over the decades, for the most part, what you see is over about 30 to 50% of his portfolio is diversified into just 10 companies. And even of that 30 to 50% of his portfolio, about 30% of his entire portfolio is to two companies. And even at this point, I think Apple is probably his largest holding or maybe Bank of America. Bank of America or Apple. And it's about 20% of his portfolio. The point that I'm trying to get to, and then the remaining 50% is diversified into a, a bunch of other companies. The point that I'm trying to get to is when you're starting off and you're trying to grow your portfolio, you're trying to build your wealth, it is better to be focused than to be diversified. As somebody said it, I think the way they put it best was when you're building wealth, you want to be focused. But then when you have your wealth, you want to protect your wealth so you diversify. So when when you want to build, you're very focused. It's kind of like when you're trying to build a business, you don't try to build five different businesses at the same time. Like, yeah, you can do that. But most of the time, it kind of falls out of this one main line of a business and everything comes out of that. And it's the same way that we kind of have to think about our stocks of not just trying to overly diversify everything to protect from the risk, but to know what we're investing in so that we make sure that I'm investing in this company because I know I'm going to guarantee some kind of return. Again, and I'll start with this. Investing is defined as knowing what you own and knowing that you're going to get an adequate return on your investment, which is very different from speculating. Speculating is basically gambling. It's when you just say, Oh, you know what? Tesla's been doing good, so I'm gonna buy into Tesla. Versus, versus actually doing the research on Tesla, understanding the things that Tesla is going through, and then investing in Tesla. There's two different takes there. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I speculated a little bit on Tesla with like five dollars. <laughs> with like five dollars just to be like, you know what? Let me see what's gonna happen. Let me see what's gonna happen. Let me, let me, let me dip my toes with Tesla. But for the things that I actually see as my investments, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort for you to research, to keep up to date with it, to see what's going on with it, and to see how to maybe make it better and those kind of things. So that's what investing is. And in this in this podcast, we're going to be talking about four questions that you need to ask yourself before you invest in any companies. There are four questions that you got to ask yourself. The first question that you got, I'll, I'll list off the four questions first, and then we'll break it down. The first question is, Does this business have meaning to you? That's number one. Number two is, what is the business worth? What is the moat of that business? Number three is, what does the management team look like for that business? And number four is, can I buy this company at a discount? Which brings me to another point. I am something that people like to call or what people refer to Warren Buffett as a value investor. A value investor is somebody who tries to buy a company at an adequate price, not overvalued, not un- not overvalued, but at an adequate price. So we'll talk about that here in a minute, but we'll start off with this. Before you even decide to buy into any kind of company, the first thing you got to determine is, Do I even like this company? 
Do I even like this company? Does this company have meaning to me? Do I believe in the things that this company is doing? If I owned this company fully and totally, will I be happy with the direction that the company is going? If this was my only source of income for the rest of my life to feed myself and my family, will I be able to do it? Or will I go starve it? These are the questions that you got to ask yourself is, do I actually think this company is doing something good or is it not doing something good? Because you have to think about it this way. If you don't believe in tobacco companies, you don't believe in cigarettes, but you're out here investing in cigarette companies because they have a good dividend and they're going to pay a good dividend and it's a good company to invest in because of a dividend business wise. Well, you're not being congruent as somebody said one time to me you're not being congruent and true to yourself because in one mind you're saying and you're hoping that this business will fail but in another mind you're hoping that it doesn't fail because you keep giving them capital to grow because at the end of the day money talks money talks if you don't agree with the marijuana industry don't invest in the marijuana industry because guess what money talks If you don't agree with gambling, guess what? Don't invest in gambling because guess what? Money talks. And every time you invest in that company, guess what? They get more capital to do what they want to do, which is to make gambling be as big and as easy to access as possible. And so it's important for you to note, what does this company mean to me? Do I want to see this company success, succeed in the long term? Or do I want to see this company completely fail? The thing is, we do this all the time with all the things we buy. We'll say, oh man, I really agree with the sentiment of this thing. But you know what? I'm not going to buy this thing. I'm going to buy this other thing because it's cheaper. And then you ask the question, ah, oh, why is that thing not succeeding? Because money talks. Because money talks. Think about this. The iPhone They've been staunchly, like Apple has been so staunchly, like we make one phone. We make one phone for everyone. If you can't afford it, that's on you. We are Apple, we are special, and that's it. But guess what? Money talks. In the long run, people stopped, started not buying iPhones. And people were like, you know what? iPhones, you too expensive. And then their sales numbers started slowing down. And guess what they did? I mean, look at the announcement from this year with the iPhone 12. They have four different phones. And not just that, they have phones priced from all the way $400 all the way to over $1,000. Why? Money talks. Money talks. A lot more people wanted that iPhone SE than they wanted the iPhone 12 Pro. Money talks. Money talks. So the question you got to ask yourself with whatever business you select is, Is this business something that I want to see succeed in the long run? And then part of that is, do I even like this business? Is this something that I know something about? Warren Buffett calls this your circle of competency. Peter Lynch calls it your edge. Is this business something that I know about? Is this something that I use your products on a regular basis? First of all, I don't expect anybody to, for example, if you're somebody who works in a hospital and you know the things that they use in the hospital every single day, the kind of medications that you're giving to your patients, you know the kind of 
uh, devices that are being sold to you every single day. You know all of these things. I expect you to be a somewhat of an expert in that field because then I can come up to you and be like, yo, what is the new things that's going on in your field? And you should know more about it than anybody else because you work in that field. For example, it can be, I enjoy shopping. If you're somebody who enjoys clothes and you enjoy fashion, one of the things is you should understand the movements in fashion. For example, Kanye West signed a deal with Gap. Automatically, if you understood fashion, you would understand that, oh my gosh, Kanye has been like the one dude that has been a, and made himself a billionaire off of selling sneakers and people are always following Kanye for his fashion stuff. So it means that Gap is probably going to do something big here in the short term. Stuff like that. Like you will just notice things that other people will not notice. For example, with, I'm a big tech head. I love technology. One of the things that if I was investing a while ago, I would have done this. One of the things that you started noticing with technology was things are shifting away from being just typing on your phone kind of search to voice search. So the question is, who has the dominant factors of voice? Easy answer, Google and Amazon. To me, it's like, okay, cool. What are they using their voice for? And this was like six years ago when they first, when Google first announced the uh, OK Google with Oh gosh, that's going to launch everything. <laughs> when Google first announced the Google Assistant and Amazon announced the uh, announced the Alexa. And then also iPhone announced Siri, except Siri sucks and it still sucks till this day. But basically, if you were paying attention to all that, you would have noticed that, oh my gosh, data is very, in- very important. What are some of the things that I need to be invested in? Because if data is this important... They need to store that data somewhere. So that's how we have companies like Datally and all these other companies. So what is it that you know more about than other people? Like for me, tech. Tech, I know too much, way too much about tech. (laughs) I will say I would know way too much about tech because then I'd be watching videos and I'd be learning stuff all the time and I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that before. Yeah, like what is it that you spend your time watching? Or do you watch, what kind of videos on YouTube are you always watching? Those are the things that are in your circle of competency. Those are the things that you know more about than most other people. The second thing is for you to determine the moat of that business. Is this a business that has a competitive edge against other businesses? For example, Apple. Apple has a massive moat against most businesses. Why does it have that moat? It's brand. The entire brand of Apple is so massive. Like, especially in the United States, every teenager, every young person wants Apple products. Everybody wants Apple products. Why? Because of the brand appeal. And so right now, Apple has a major moat. And so when you look at the other side of it, when it comes to the software side of it for Apple, its app store generates so much money for it. It makes money by selling its own app and its own softwares, but it also charges other people to put its stuff on its app store. And so what is the competitive edge of the business that you're trying to get into? What does it look like? Are they something that people will continue to want to use? Are they something that people are always talking about? What is the competitive edge? For example, Amazon. What is its competitive edge? 
the fact that it's so easy for you to order anything online. But then even outside of that, it's it's cloud business as well. What is the competitive edge of the business that you're trying to invest in? Part of determining the worth of that business leads you to the third question. The management team. As someone once said, a great business can be destroyed by bad management. Just ask GE. (laughs) Ah, General Electric, one of the greatest companies that has just fallen from its great heights. The thing is, a great business, even Apple, if Tim Cook is not managing Apple like Tim Cook is managing Apple, Apple would not be where it is today. A great business can be destroyed by poor management. So you have to listen to how the management talks about the business. You have to listen to how they forecast for the future. Do they see hopes in the business or are they always depressing when they talk about the business? And another way that you can look at the management team is what is their return on equity? What is their return on invested capital? In other words, how are they spending your money? And then how do they play with debt? These are things that you have to pay attention to once you start looking and researching companies. It's very big deal because like I said, a great business can be mismanaged to destruction. And then finally, the last part of it, which is the hardest part because you can select any company, look at the company and be like, yo, that's a good company. Like Amazon, Google, Apple, Microsoft, all these companies, like you can look at them. But the hardest part of it is to see a good company and to determine for yourself a rate of return. It's to determine for yourself a margin of safety that even if the price drops, I will still make a profit. Warren Buffett says this is you buying a dollar for 50 cents. This is you determining the value of that business. And it is the hardest part of trying to invest. This is where you have to sit down, crunch all kinds of numbers and determine, is this business actually worth me investing in? I mean, it's a good business, but like, man, it's expensive to invest in. For example, Tesla right now, the intrinsic value of Tesla is stupid expensive. Amazon is the same way. And so that's why I'm not really investing in those. Because it's hard to invest. If you're not on the front end of investing in a good company, sometimes it's just like, you know what? I'm going to take my L. I'm going to just let it be. I'm going to just let it be. So, you and, and part of that is you being patient. You being patient until the opportunity strikes. When it comes to investing in single stocks and single companies, it is not just dollar cost averaging. Like, yes, you will do that for some But for the most part, you have to be patient for where an opportunity presents itself and then you buy in. It's one of the hardest things to do, to be patient enough to wait it out before buying into a company. So this is the questions that you got to ask. Again, I'll repeat it. Number one, does this business have meaning to you? What do you know about the business? Do you use it? Number two, does it have a moat? Does it have a competitive advantage against other businesses? Number three, what does the management team look like? A good business can be ruined by bad management. And number four, 
you have to determine a margin of safety. In other words, buy a dollar for 50 cents. So that way, even if anything happens, you're still going to profit from the business and have patience to be able to wait until that opportunity presents itself. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all in this episode. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. If you did, hit that subscribe button. Hit me up on all my socials, which is going to be linked down below. And of course, also, there's a bunch of free stuff. If you're trying to get started investing right now, Webull is running a promotion where if you open an account with Webull, you get one free stock. And then if you fund that account, $100, you get two free stocks valued possibly up to $3,200. So don't leave that free money on the table. Also, if you open an account with public, they will actually give you $15 worth of a fractional share in companies like Visa, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, all these kind of companies that we all want to own, but they're very expensive. So they'll actually get you started just for you, just by you signing up for it, just to sign up, get some free money, man. Never leave free money on the table. But anyway, also merch, go down to the website in the show notes and you can go check out the merch that we have for the podcast. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. And also, money ain't everything. Go tell somebody you love them right now. I'm going to talk to y'all later. I'm out. Peace.